0: Yo, 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 peoples, this is fault for sure, and you're listening to Live and in Color with Wolfie D.
1: Hey, this is Jimmy Street, host of the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. Hear the life and times of professional wrestler Wolfie D. From his time in the territories with PG-13 to his time in WWE, ECW, WCW, TNA, and more, nothing is off limits and nothing will be held back. Thanks again for tuning in. Here he is, Wolfie D all right
2: ladies and gentlemen welcome once again to live in color with wolfie D and my man jimmy across the screen and today we don't have a guest but that was done on purpose because we figured hey let's uh let's go back to doing just something with me and you and, and give give it a break with the interviews sometimes it can get monotonous so we try to give y'all different stuff and jimmy had sent me this um uh, picture of a thing called the seven uh, what is it the seven theory of a wrestler or wrestler seven theory how's it go
1: seven wrestlers theory it's it's I, this was just something i thought you were going to be like no
2: <laughs> so i <was> close <laughs> I,
1: I mean i i'm appreciative that the fact that you didn't so yeah I was looking on Twitter and, you know, Twitter sometimes is negative and sometimes it's positive. Sometimes there's bad or annoying things on there. Sometimes there's positive things on there. And randomly, people will post things like these kind of polls or, you know, like these things that are, you know, kind of interesting, make you think a little bit. And I came across this, and there was a lot of people responding to it and putting theirs out there, and it's called the Seven Wrestlers Theory. And basically, it's broken down into seven different, you know, questions about what these wrestlers are. And, you know, we'll get more into that in the main part of the show, but okay. but when it now came down to it, this thought, It says it's a theory. What does this theory prove? Yeah, (laughs) it just that's a great question and I don't even know if that was that well thought out but (laughs) at the same time you know I, I guess seven wrestlers theory is the seven wrestlers that you know, make you feel this way, you know, but it'll be fun. And I the 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 way I love these is because I'm a fan with a little bit of foot in the business and you're a wrestler who had a ton of foot in the business and a little bit of foot as a fan. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. It's always cool to kind of get your perspective, with you know, as a wrestler versus my perspective as as a fan. So, with that being said, you know, I, I'm I just sent this to you, and I expected you fully to say. No hell no, <laughs> <laughs> and you actually were open to it. So you know, I think it'll be fun with that, and I, I appreciate that. And I just think it, it'll be something cool to break up. You know, like you said, you know, we love our guests, but also we really enjoy our topics. And you know, I think I think it's fun to kind of break it up a little bit. So you yeah. know, yeah. that being said, I, that that's the reason why we're doing this topic today. The so and yes, proves absolutely nothing.
2: <laughs> exactly. No, okay, let's just say it proves if you put enough thought into these that you're a wrestling person.
1: But it proves that if you put enough thought into these, you can make a podcast episode. <laughs> yeah, that's the theory. That's the theory, so, behind it. We'll Yeah. That. Yeah, but anyway, we recently had Dr. Tom on. We love that show. Thank you so much, Drake Younger was a great episode, a surprisingly great episode, and not to say that we expected to be bad with him. What I meant was, it, we yeah. didn't know if the listenership would be there, or you know, he
2: brought us some of the some of his folks. over. The deathmatch. I, death match hope, I people. hope you guys have stuck around. Yeah, he d- he did uh, some really good numbers for us
1: yeah he really did, and then we brought you Dr. Tom, which is the exact opposite of Drake, but yeah, yeah. at the same time both had a, a great career and foot in the w w e and 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 mm-hmm. you know he's a doctor, so maybe he can stitch Drake up, you yeah. know yeah. Patch them up. We got to get those guys together. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, man. So thank y'all so much. Hey, the numbers on the Twitter have grown. We're focusing on that right now, as well as YouTube. Of course, you got to subscribe to us on YouTube. The one thing I've noticed is that topics do well on YouTube? I think you know. Sometimes the interviews, you, you, you know, if you don't see them in person and stuff like that, sometimes people are a little uh, slow to to go on those. But I think topics do really well on YouTube as well. So I'm excited to see how things go. Again, at live Wolfie D on all of them. If you ain't subscribed or followed yet, what's your deal? Yeah, like, what's your deal, man? What's your deal? Come come close, come close, real close. What's your deal? what's your deal man <laughs> what's your deal <laughs> yeah
2: let's uh take a break and let's find out what our deal is on these theories <laughs> I love it after these messages hey folks to get your official live it in color with Wolfie D merchandise go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash live Wolfie D check it out
1: If you're listening to live and in color with Wolfie D on Apple podcast and like what you're hearing, go ahead and leave a five-star rating. And while you're at it, write a review. Tell us what you liked. Tell us what you'd like to hear in the future. It's very important to us and always appreciated. Thanks again.
2: And we are
3: back
2: with, uh, the seven uh, wrestlers theory. And Jimmy, do you want to explain before we get started? Sure. So it's seven questions. You tried to before break. So let's see if you can really explain it now.
1: Really, really nail it home on this one. If we haven't lost you by now, thank you for sticking around with the seven wrestlers theory. So, okay. Again, found it on Twitter, floating around social media. These are seven questions. And honestly, I'm going to put a scorecard out as we're promoting it obviously if you've followed us on the twitter social media you've already seen the image and it's a scorecard and what we would like you to do is also fill yours out as well and share it with us share it with the world we would love to see your seven wrestler theory answers so the first one is the one that made you fall in love with wrestling Okay. All right. Number two is your newest favorite wrestler. Okay. okay. So your, your most recent, we've kind of taken current affairs out of the show, but this will be a little touch of that. It's a
3: current affair.
1: Number three is the one that always makes you smile. Now, I think of it as you, you can smile differently, but I think somebody that just consistently either makes you laugh or, yeah, I mean, because, you know, if you're smiling through a whole match, you might have some <laughs> medical issues we need to figure out. But there are times that everything makes you smile. So I'm thinking, you know, funny promos, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. However you take it, Wolfie, that's up to you, you know. Yeah. Number four is your comfort wrestler. So that, that's kind of a, a modern term that people use. Like, you know, like the office or, or cheers is my comfort TV. I, I can watch it nonstop, 24-7. And it just something I can fall asleep to it. And if I wake up in the morning and it's still playing, I can catch it there. Again, it's just something that's a comfort. So your comfort wrestler. Yeah. Number five is... Is the one you miss the most. Now, obviously, we really, you know, we recently lost Billy Graham. Some people may be that. Or, you know, in Wolfie's case at these conventions, maybe it's Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why, did
2: I, why was I thinking that at the same time? That's not my- <laughs> I was thinking that at the same time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and now, number six is interesting because this one really means you care here is the one you'd protect with your whole life. Okay, that one is 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 pretty good. And then the number seven is the one you're rooting for the most and I would kind of like to modify that one in the one that you've really like really probably the ultimate wrestler for you the, the one you've rooted for the most. I, I, don't, I don't really want to put a current turn on that. Are you cool with that? Yeah. Okay. All right. The one you've rooted for the most the one you're you're absolutely a mark for so anyway. That is our seven questions. Once again, fill your scorecard out. They are available at all of our social media platforms. And have fun with us. Post them with us. And, and let, let, let's see what you got. But yep. with that being said, Wolfie, start us off, brother, with number one, the one that made you fall in love with wrestling.
2: Okay, so narrowing that down to one, anybody that listens to me kind of knows my four. Sure. But I'm going to say it like, okay, so... 82 is when I think I was introduced to wrestling. Yeah. Um, the Fabulous Ones were a thing uh, in my area. So I, I I say they turned me on to it and made me really like it. Yeah. And also Hulk Hogan, uh, you know, that was a thing around that time. You know, when he beat the Iron Sheik and all that and everything started going well. It was, you know, oh, yeah neighborhood so i have to say that he played a part in my love of wrestling but as we both know when the road warriors came along that changed the game for me and really made me i had to see this i had to watch it all the time and i was hooked and that was my favorites and it's two people but it's a one unit so my answer is the road warriors man i mean that that's yeah
1: question for me yeah yeah and and you know what's funny is that that's not my answer but i could argue that their rimco action figures from rimco is what made me fall in love with wrestling uh-huh. that that you know like you said you had the layers the fabs then Hulk Hogan obviously that's probably very similar for most of our listeners but the Rimco Road Warrior action figures blew my mind my brother and I we got that in a little wrestling ring as a Christmas gift one year and we got to split the figures he took Animal I took Hulk I don't know why but that was just always how it was from then on and and man the Road Warriors it's i would say that's a very popular answer there but a very great answer i man there's no disagreeing on that one for sure yeah. you know when you see those guys they are made not only for action figures but they're made for wrestling yeah. they're made they're made for like rock and roll i mean like you said so many times they're kind of the blending of kiss and and wrestling yeah. you know so yeah, Mad Max, totally. So, well, that, hey, that's a good start, Wolfie D. I'm enjoying that. So I got to say, probably around 85, 84, 85 is when I was first introduced to wrestling. It was at my Uncle Eddie's house. We were visiting with my cousin. He used to play out in the outside. Can you believe that? Kids used to play outside, people. Hey, what?! I know, I know. But we would play outside, and I got DDT'd in the creek one time and got my head cut. I won the title because they felt sorry for me. <laughs> in the creek. Yeah, in the creek. Anyway, so my, I gotta, you know, like, I, I remember definitely loving the Road Warriors, but it mine's a little different, and I even told in our in our interview with this person, I even told him that I made people call me this guy's name. And I was Jimmy, but I made people call me Ricky. And of course, Ricky Morton and the Rock and Roll Express, that's the team and that's the guy that made me absolutely one hundred percent fall in love with wrestling. Yeah. So
2: I can see that, man, from you know, your where you lived and everything and heck. You Know, I told you the story of the first wrestler I ever like met in person outside of uh, a, a wrestling arena, or maybe even the first period, was Ricky because he was visiting someone and hanging out outside at my apartment complex when I was like, you know, 10 or some shit, man. Yeah, so yeah, man, Ricky in this area and your area has, has played a big part with a lot of people as far as loving wrestling. You told you heard Tom uh last week talk about you know, how he, you know, not the only person to say it, but, you know, how Ricky was the best baby face there is, you know,
1: so. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, some people say Ricky Steamboat, but I, you know, I still say Ricky Morton, but man, you know, Ricky, it was so timely. I think what he had, especially as a kid and what he had that the Road Warriors really didn't was you he had that emotional connection with a lot of people. Of course. You know, because the Road Warriors you couldn't feel emotion for them selling because they didn't sell. (laughs) I mean they did, but you know what I mean. But a different kind of selling and they also, you know, would you know, they had that where Ricky would kind of reach to the crowd and kind of give them that help me and then yeah. I remember first seeing them wrestle live and I was just so happy and yeah, I man, I never got any Rock and Roll Express action figures, but I will say this that I absolutely loved the Rock and Roll Express and Ricky Morton and yeah. Know. So that's my Person who made me, or that's my team, or my guy who made me fall in love with wrestling. So, right. anyway, so number two, Wolfie D is your newest or most these word. The wording on this is so weird, but your most recent or current favorite wrestler.
2: I'm going with uh, Ray Ripley. Uh, I think that she has like I watched the, the I heard Charlotte on uh, the WrestleMania, and I thought they stole the show, and that totally. really solidified it for me is uh you know for this chick being something special um and it's funny you'd think that i'd probably have said a a dude or something but man some of these chicks man they you know not all of them but some of them man, are are as good if not better as some of the guys man i yeah she's just her presence is there her 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 look she can work and and she'll only get better at that and You know, when I first caught on to her, I'm like, okay, I got to see, can she talk? Because that's going right. to be the kicker. And, you know, with the accent and everything, that's awesome. I do wish somebody would really dig in with her and find her uh, uh, a personality for her. From, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Where she's got some shit that she says, and it's very, uh, it's it's for me, it's not 100% there yet. But right. Like I said, if somebody would dig into her, man, they they've got to know they have a gold mine with her. If they book her correctly and and mold her correctly, but man, you know, people that like, God, she's so gross looking, man. If you see that girl without that black makeup on, and even with the black makeup on, I think she's attractive. But without it, man, that's a pretty girl, man. Just understand she's she's. Anybody that says she's ugly needs to to wake up and and go, hey, uh, you know. Chicks don't necessarily dig Johnny Depp walking around looking like a cracked teeth, fucking, uh, Jack Sparrow. They they (laughs) have him out of character. He's a very handsome man. Uh, you know, same thing with her. She's not necessarily walking around like that all the time, but, uh, whatever. Who cares what she does? Uh, she's good, man.
1: Totally. I, I told my brother, maybe I told you this and it's not really fair to say this, and I don't mean it in any sort of disrespectful way, but if that Charlotte-Rhea-Ripley match done in the exact same way would have been two guys, they would be saying that was one of the greatest matches of all time. (laughs) So so to give those girls that respect, I absolutely feel like that it was the the very best matches of the entire WrestleMania of of this year. So no question, good on them. I think she's awesome. She's got a cool vibe about her i agree with you i'd like to get that pushed a little further out let's see what she is or who she is and she kind of got the china vibe uh, a lot more attractive but you know what i'm saying she's she's got the element about her to where she could she could punch a dude in the mouth and it would hurt you know and
2: believe it that she could bunch of dude in the
1: mouth and-, and she makes a great champion i think she'll be a champion for a very long time and i think when we're old and gray or tomorrow <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they'll be they'll yeah. be talking about her in the record books for sure so absolutely great pick on that one wolfie d so my most recent or current or newest favorite wrestler is one that's caught a little bit of traction, and, and the only thing that I don't like is they don't seem to want to put the rocket fully on his back yet. Maybe they've got plans, but my guy is L.A. Knight. Now, uh-huh. some people see him as a stone-cold rock or rock stone-cold, where he's got elements of the rock and of stone-cold, and that's true, but if they would listen to the crowd that dude is getting over that crowd it's it's almost like an element of the daniel bryan deal where you know the 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 office isn't really seeing it as much but the crowd is totally into him and i think that comes from a natural you know a natural charisma he's got the ability to talk he's got a good look about him he also has you know certain elements about him that he can he can for sure he can work he's been around a lot so the only thing that i'm concerned about is that he is a little bit older but at the same time you know if you've got a dude and he's like in the late 30s you know, think about that as okay. He hasn't been in the WWE up till this point, but he does have good experience and he is a good veteran. So instead of thinking like okay, you know, we've got to treat him like a newcomer, I say treat him like he's been in Jim Crockett or he's been in USWA or he's been in or whatever, and and put the rocket on him and see what he can do because. To to think that you have to f- totally push him every step of the way through the WWE system, I think is it's going to take too long. You know what I mean? And the and and they may make some missteps. I think right now, put the rocket on his back, see how it does. You know? Yeah. That's, what do you think about him? Well,
2: unfortunately, I haven't seen enough of his stuff. I feel like to give you a educated opinion on that. Sure. Uh, I honestly just haven't, man. I don't know that I've. I, I know who the dude. I kind of know what he looks like, but I just don't have enough uh, in my head on him to be able to comment. I apologize for that, but that's uh, that's your choice. And I mean, I've heard of him. I know. I know what the deal is. So obviously, he's doing something right.
1: Absolutely. Well, you know, I think I think you would enjoy. You know, I, I enjoy what he offers. So yeah. anyway. Uh-
2: know my what i like and dislike enough to know whether i probably agree with you or not
1: absolutely absolutely so okay number three is the one that always makes you smile
2: okay so when i first read that i uh, obviously went to okay in the ring guy promos um yeah, i'm thinking bugsy mcgraw and fucking a handsome jimmy and uh, george the animal steel shit like that but uh, really man then i started thinking who is it in the wrestling business that no matter what always makes me smile? Uh, and that would be the road dog, man. In the ring, out of the ring, retired, whatever, wherever he's at, on the phone, through a text, whatever. I always pop for him, man. He's just a funny dude, and I, I love him to death, and he makes me smile.
1: And, he's a yeah. cool person, and dude, he's hilarious. And oh, he's he also is a laugher, too, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, you know, one of the coolest things that I so we've had Road Dog on. We actually had him for two episodes, part one and part two. Go back in the archives, check out those if you haven't, if you're a new listener. For sure, spotlight on those. And one of the coolest things that you sent to me was you popped him. And I'm a I'm a comedian guy. I'm not a Gene Jackson. Eddie Murphy, Dave Chappelle comedian. Yeah. What I mean is I'm a I'm a guy that likes to make my friends laugh. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes as you're saying things, you don't really notice that you pop people. And when you said it, I was like, dang, on that make, that feels good, man. Because, <laughs> you know, he's the guy that makes a lot of people laugh. So yeah. to, to make the guy laugh that makes a lot of people laugh is, is always good, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a great one, man. And it, it, honestly, his matches make me smile for sure you know his,
2: his promos and shit it was always funny and you know just uh, the shit that he, he had that make you smile charisma in the ring with the you know the wiggle bobby knee drop and the fucking punches and all that shit, you know <laughs>
1: I know. It's kind of a little handsome Jimmy, kind of a little dusty. Yeah. Little Bob
2: know. Armstrong, baby. Got
1: total. And, a, and I was about to say, and a ton of Bob Armstrong. <laughs> you know? So, you know, that element there. Yeah, Road Dog's great. Now, I've got to say mine, and and the one that always makes me smile. Now, I could say Ric Flair. I could say Bobby Eaton. I could say the Road Boy. I mean, because all these guys made me smile watching their matches. But what I think of is when— I I watch an interview or listen to an interview, or like you said, you know, watch their matches and watch their style. The one guy that comes to mind that literally always makes me smile is Terry Funk, man. Yeah. Without question, even his most serious promos yeah. to me to me make me laugh because I can see I don't know. There's something about the Funker that you can see through his promos <laughs> to see that. <laughs>
2: It's that delivery and that voice.
1: I know, and he he says Jerry Lawler's had all that work done on his face and he looks like a puffed up asshole. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Getting the 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 one where he
1: forgot Tojo's name. The, the name. What is his
2: name? You yeah. know that Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: And and like even and so, the cool part about it is is whenever he would get serious, even though he was getting serious, you would still laugh because the voice, you know, and oh man, my eye, and I mean, hey, I remember. yeah.
2: I hated it. And not because the I don't know it was just weird with no crowd. It's kind of like the covid area uh, era before the covid era. <laughs> yeah. Thank like you. The crowd is is too much a part of it for me.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree. Even visually speaking. Yeah. You know, yeah. not even audio. It, right. Just just visually speaking, it's important, too. I agree. But, yeah, yeah, the match was good, but I agree what you're saying. There was a little something missing with that empty arena deal. But Funker, man, you know, I remember what's funny is – I heard an interview with Road Dog where they, it was one of the great matches of their career, was working Terry Funk in Mankind or Mick Foley, Cactus Jack. And I heard that in an interview that Road Dog was saying, you know, Terry Funk kept saying, bring it on, but you kept saying harder and stuff. And he said, me and Billy beat the hell out of that old man. <laughs> and I'm sure working both of those guys, you can absolutely believe what he's saying. So. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so the Funker and Road Dog, those are two great opportunities now. Okay, now this one was giving you a little trouble, so we won't, you know, hang you over a ledge on this one. But
2: yeah, it, it, I just had to clarify. Well, sure. I actually had to text you and I was like before we put our list together and I was like, what the hell is a comfort wrestler? You know, part of comfort foods. So what wrestler do I want to watch uh, while I'm crying and depressed and hogging down a gallon of ice cream? I don't know. I didn't know if that's what it was or not. <laughs> a comfort wrestler who, who comforts me when I'm sad.
1: Sure. Uh, so, and comforts you when you're happy. And it's just like a, think of them like a warm blanket. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It may be that, Maybe that doesn't help at all. But anyway, number four I, is your comfort wrestler. Yeah, so. you
2: kind of said to me also uh, through the text was, you know, somebody that, you know, you, you don't mind watching like all the time. You could watch it anytime. And okay, so th- when you said that, then I kind of thought and I was like, okay, Randy Savage was someone that, I don't care who he was wrestling, you knew it was going to be a good match. I really don't recall one of his matches being the shits. I mean, fuck, he had to work with George the Animal Steel and pulled it out, the Ultimate Warrior, you know, yeah. but then he had to work guys that were great, and there were great matches. So uh, I'd say Randy, because he's one of my top four that wanted me to, to make me be a wrestler. I would say out of that, him, though. I mean, you knew it was going to be a good match. He had the interview and the technical ability. He, to me,
1: had it all. No doubt. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah. That, that I mean, I think Randy could be the world's comfort wrestler because and and it seems like his promos are are getting a new career too have you noticed this all over social media there's people doing them uh, you know they're doing the lip sync thing i don't know what they call it it's the tiktok style of videos reels or shorts and they're doing like the cup of coffee in the big time Mm, you know (laughs) that kind of thing but yeah his matches incredible you know you could count on them to be great yeah and if you fell asleep and you kept watching you know in the more after you woke back up it would be right there and it's okay so yeah i love it Uh, randy is great now mine is a little different but at the same time i think you'll understand why my comfort wrestler is without a doubt the beautiful one bobby eaton and you know, Bobby to me is like watching in the ring. He's like watching a, a ballerina almost. And, yeah. and I, I don't mean his style of being a ballerina. Yeah. But, you know, that's more Fandango or somebody like that. But when it comes down to it, Bobby is poetry in motion. That's what I was trying to say. I feel like Bobby was so smooth, so good, so talented, so underrated, so everything that's what makes him one of the most underrated yet one of the best wrestlers ever and I could watch a Bobby Eaton match right now, whether it's a singles match or a Midnight Express match or any kind of Bobby Eaton match and yeah. feel good and be happy. And, and you know, like if I were sad, I could watch a Bobby Eaton match and be happy. If I were happy, I would watch a match and be more happy and <laughs> watch it on a continuous loop. OK, I, I just recently downloaded the Midnight Express run in mid south and mm-hmm. dude that's some great stuff younger guys and it's with dennis man it's so good they mm. you know, it's so good i highly recommend anybody going out of their way to find that anyway long story short bobby eaton is 100 percent my comfort wrestler what do you think about that one uh
2: i love the choice i mean obviously i mean uh i love bobby man and yeah he oh he's he He gets his his credit, but at the same time, he's underrated uh, as far as uh, when people say Mount Rushmore's and all that kind of stuff. You know, I think because I mean, the people that are most of the time on the list of Mount Rushmore's will say Bobby Eaton was the greatest wrestler of all time.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Totally. As man
2: that everybody considers cream of the crop would say, no, Bobby.
1: Yeah. yeah, and you're right. I do think he gets his, his, his due credit. But I also think when it comes down to it, he's overlooked. And maybe that's what I think of. Being in the Hall of Fame. I mean, Oh, my God. I thought they were going to do it this year. and yeah, I've seen you know, the, the
2: rumors or whatever. Uh, hopefully
1: that happens for him one day. Yeah, I don't know, man. We'll see. Sure. Yeah. Love you, Bobby. Miss you. Rest in peace, brother. Yeah. So, the number five... And, you know, this one could have actually been my last one as well. But I did pick a different guy. But Wolfie D, who is the one that you miss the most? Okay,
2: so there's a lot of people that I I miss watching and, and, you know, just hate the fact that they're still not with us. Uh, But people that were close to me as ones I got to go with on this. And I'm sorry, I really can't use one on this. Um, I miss Josephus. I miss being able to uh, pick up the phone and and call him and talk to him. Yeah. Uh, same with uh, Steve Dahl and Tracy Smothers. As far as, the, you know, and I can't, I hope I'm not leaving anybody out uh, that I, you know, talk to on the phone. You know what I'm saying? Like right. relationship with where we, talked more than not and uh, those three man I, I, I miss those guys man just it's weird you know I, I've had a lot of death around me you know uh, there's there's family there's nobody left except my kids and, and then in the wrestling business obviously lost a bunch of uh, I guess you call it co-workers or whatever uh, but yeah those three man you know those are people that I pick up the phone and call them and talk to them sometimes and you know just were were closer to me than than some others you know
1: Oh, absolutely, man. You know, I can still think about Joe and smile. (laughs) I can I can think about Joe and cry. You know what I mean? And I, I can think about Joe in the one reason is I feel like he was destined for so much more than he was able to achieve, you know, and. But at the same time, he was getting some of his due, and you got to be happy for that too. So, but but Joe is, is absolutely he did so
2: I, much, man. I mean, he, the the man that didn't waste much time in his life that he lived. With,
1: with he that. did not. He lived every second of it. I I do believe. And and the say se- in the moments that he wasn't doing something, he was reading a book, becoming or preparing. More- or something. <laughs> yeah. I remember when we were all at Saw together and he brought the whole damn amc camera crew with him you know what i mean it was crazy dude i mean so many things like that were going on for him so he he was not a, a he he always had a project he was working on you know yeah. <laughs> so anyway I, I do believe he was one of those guys that absolutely wrung every drop out of the life he lived so yeah. that's that's good and that, and that's it's a little bittersweet but you know, all those guys are great tracy of course i didn't get to know tracy as well got to manage him a couple times always hilarious but at the same time never got to really know him as well I, I definitely understand the loss though of, of that guy he yeah. he was truly a leader in the locker room as well but you know with that being said I, I absolutely think your your picks are great the the one that you know i picked i, I have ken Steele was my mentor he trained me brought me in and and by, and by training i mean he trained me how to be a manager he didn't like we didn't go to like six months of you know everything like i could have but you know ken Steele number one th- there's always a chance that it would have been give me back my pro wrestling with ken Steele. you know what i'm saying so yeah. and then and then also of course josephus love that guy you know yeah uh, you know Joe's so good you know and then of course uh, the one that i think i missed the most as a pro wrestler as a fan though I- i've got to go with roddy piper rowdy roddy piper man oh uh, you know rowdy uh, roddy piper i loved his career his style was so funny uh, he was one of those that kind of made me smile too but he was also like a little more serious and didn't really have that but and I just always thought of him as you know I I never you know I've I've learned recently in documentaries and stuff that they've said stuff like he was kind of came in as a manager at first and he was a color commentator and he was all these things but then he eventually got in the ring and became the main villain versus Hogan and and all that but I, I didn't really realize that at first he was basically a Bob Orton Jr. Paul Wonderful you know Paul Mr wonderful orndorff manager and it kind of it kind of makes sense but anyway long story short roddy you know had a great career got a lot of things accomplished you know it's not as bittersweet that he's gone as other guys but you know just to know that he's no longer here to entertain us with sometimes his stories weren't always the exact (laughs) story (laughs) Yeah. He he, he could embellish a little, love you, Hot Rod, but he did, and <laughs> you know he 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 could turn a tail, and he was constantly working, and even when Hot Rod was shooting, he was working. he's yeah. one of those guys, and yeah. that that's just those legendary dudes, you know, that era. Yeah, yeah, I, I, it's so funny how when you shoot, you still work. It's just impressive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a gift it is a gift and you know ricky morton's one of those guys that can do that too but anyway long story short that was roddy piper i definitely miss him you know as far as he goes but kenny steel man i think you and ken would have liked you. i know he respected you but i, I think you would have liked him had you been able to know him he was he was a real one man so number six the one you would protect with your whole life Go ahead, Wolfie D.
2: Well, this one's going to give me some heat probably. But (laughs) Mike is not a motherfucker. And the reason I say that is because I don't have anybody really in the wrestling business that is that brotherly close to me. Uh, Like my kids and my significant other, I would step in front of a bullet. Okay? Sure, sure. But... I, you know, As far as wrestlers go and shit like that, I'll fight with you. But if somebody points a gun at you, I'm not stepping in front of it. I'm not. <laughs> my, my kids need me more than you do. Right. That sound like a very asshole answer. But maybe the wrestling business has jaded me enough to know that uh, there's probably not a lot of people, uh, if there is any, in the wrestling business that would step in front of a bullet for me. So that's my yeah. answer.
1: Yeah, and I, that's, that's funny, man. I, I like that, though. I mean, I respect that, and I respect your point of view, especially coming from it, because the way we did this is, I'm a fan, you're a wrestler, you know? Yeah. Let, let's Let's do it from that perspective. So, you know, with that being said, now— Again, my answer, and again your answer was great, but my answer is a little different. Now here's the reason why. Of course I'm a fan, but I'm also a good friend. And I'm also one you're, you know, one of my best friends, in fact. You know, if, if we don't text once a day, it's weird. And I will say that the one wrestler that I would absolutely take a bullet for oh. is Wolfie frickin' ah. D. Oh. Yeah, man. No, it's true. I know my kids need me. I know that. But if we had to pick a wrestler that I'd take a bullet for, I don't, I, other than that, I'm not taking one single bullet for anybody, but when it comes down to it now, it's not like I'm saying this to elicit some kind of sympathy and say, well, Wolfie should have picked me. That's not what I mean by this, because the, the question is, is the one wrestler you would protect and Jimmy's not a wrestler now. Maybe Wolfie would take a bullet in the thigh for me. Who knows? But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when it comes down to it, the wrestler that I would protect with my whole life would have to be Wolfie D.
2: Well, I appreciate you finding that loophole for me uh, with you not being a wrestler. So we'll go with that as to why I didn't say you. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. That never popped into my mind uh, that I could get that loophole. But I appreciate you, and that just shows how much you will take up for me because you just did it right there. Even when I said I wouldn't take a bullet for anyone, you said you'd take it for me and found me a loophole. Thank you, Jim. <laughs> hey,
1: that's that's what I do as, as the co-host of the Life in Color with Wolfie D podcast. It comes with its benefits. But anyway, long story short, the number seven – is the one you're rooting for the most. Now, again, this one you said, you kind of had a a caveat. You were like number two and number seven could be the same. I I think the word that I want to put, since we're fans of past wrestling more, let's put it in the past perspective instead of saying the one you're rooting for the most, let's say the one you rooted for the most. And that would come across as your favorite pro wrestler. So with that being said, at number seven, the one you rooted for the most.
2: Um, okay, in that context, uh, I mean it would it would have to be my number one Road Warriors. My number three or four, excuse me, Randy Savage. You know, but I kind of looked at this in a different direction. The one it didn't say the person; it just say the wrestler. It said the one. Sure. So one could be a person, place, or thing. For me, it's a thing. Uh, and I am rooting for the wrestling business Okay, Uh, because, uh, you know, of course, you know, we talked about this with numerous people, most recently, Dr. Tom, and you know, it does change and evolve, but there's still a formula and it's, it's going to keep working. And I just hope that it doesn't get so out of hand with some of this stuff. Uh, it just has to be harnessed, man. These these young cats got some incredible talent and great acrobatics, and fuck, man, they they just do some incredible stuff. If it can get harnessed, and they will listen. But here's my problem: is that uh, art imitates life, and. Right. You know the way society is today and the the dissension and the the splitting of the country and I'm on this team and I'm on this team or I can only uh, be in this group of people. And if you don't agree with my group of people, then fuck you and blah, blah, blah. So people in general, (laughs) excuse me, people in general in all walks of life, in all careers, all businesses, Uh, I think this is happening where there's dissension and people separate and don't want to listen to the people that have come before them and that that have lived life and have uh, a bit more common sense and uh, life experience to help you. It's like people take help as a criticism. Constructive criticism is not allowed. You cannot think differently than me and i just as far as the wrestling business goes i hope that uh everybody can can come together and and because there is a a little rift there we've talked about it before with the old and the new and i'm not saying everybody but there is uh with a lot and you know if that would if if younger people, just in in general, younger people would learn back the biggest thing to me is respect in this world. People don't have respect for each other anymore. There's no such thing as like just because this is an authority figure, I don't have to listen to him as far yeah. as police and teachers and, and even parents. You know, parents yeah. uh, you, you used to never want to disappoint your parents. You didn't want to get in trouble. They don't give a fuck anymore. Right. Because there's no consequences. But anyway, that can lead us off on a whole nother thing. But that's what I'm rooting for is the wrestling business.
1: Okay. That's a good... Per- I like the perspective on that. And there's actually... You know, I can almost say, well, you know, it scratch my answer. I'm with that one. But... <laughs> being that we didn't double up on anything yet. <laughs> so so that's that's a great I, I'm rooting for the wrestling business too. Absolutely. I like to see the young guys that have a head on their shoulders. The one element that I I feel like is y- more people need to be trained by people like, you know, Dr. Tom Pritchard and, yeah. and more people need to be trained by people like Ricky Morton and yeah. uh, you know all that uh, you know the the consistent thing to me is Find somebody who did something, and I don't mean won the region regional title, right. <laughs> unless you know, because there's no territories anymore. So that really, you know, the, the ultimate guy would have been Jerry Lawler in Memphis or, or, or Nashville, or whatever. You know, find someone or the closest person or far away. You know, God forbid you you give up some some comforts. To really learn your craft, find the possibly the closest but the best option for your budget or whatever. But when they say, you know, if you go to them and say, "Hey, what? You know, where have you been or what have you done?" I'm known locally as a pretty good wrestler, boys. You know, (laughs) I would I would go the other way. You know, on that guy.
2: Something I want to bring up real quick that just popped into my head when you were saying Jerry Lawler. You know, I don't think that I and I could be wrong here, but I do not recall ever hearing anyone say these words. Lawler trained him. I don't yeah. think Joe Lawler's ever trained anyone, which is uh, a little bit shocking and, and and sad in a way because he had so much to to give. I just other than and he really didn't train
1: Brian. I was going to ask. Yeah.
2: I mean, he really didn't. I mean, they had their backyard wrestling federation. Him, Tony Williams, Kevin Lawler, and him. I think some um, some others. But I think they kind of trained themselves, basically
1: and you know what's funny is a lot of you know I remember in the business that I was working with in Nashville where I met you and all that blah 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 a lot of the guys are like there's a you know, you know like but there's some legit dudes that actually never really got proper training and just learned how to do it and then yeah. Yeah. you know yeah, I know the Hardys were like that if I'm not mistaken and you know I think they paid for some and then it never worked out and then long story short they trained themselves but Brian Chris Christopher is one of the best wrestlers ever. for, yeah. for not having a trainer, you know. Yeah, uh, but I mean, adds
2: Lawler. I mean, right? It's like it and everything. But I just, I can't even picture Lawler in a ring on a fucking Sunday or something, uh, teaching a, a wrestling or even one person, but much less a whole class. I just can't see that even happening, and I don't think it has. But and you could say maybe he, he probably had to help Andy Kaufman a little bit probably, but I'm talking about actually training somebody. I just don't think it's a thing. I don't think it's ever happened.
1: That's what about if Bill?
2: Wrong, I want somebody to call me out on it, but
1: what about Bill Dundee? Has he ever trained anybody?
2: Oh yeah. Bill's trained quite a few.
1: Okay. So Bill has, and we, you know, we know some of the other greats like Steve Kern, of course, Dr. Tom, all these guys. I mean, you know, there's some, even you have trained some people. I mean, there's some, you know, yeah. you had a, a big hand in the USWA, you know, training and. You know, there's a lot of guys, but that's interesting. If anyone can come up with somebody that Jerry Lawler trained, put it in the in the social media, please. Yeah. Send us that, because we'd love to hear about it. But even Brian Christopher didn't really happen. Okay, cool. So my number, and so here's the thing. Mine is a little different. It's Total Mark. I'm fine with it. It's all good. The one I've rooted for the most all my life is none other than the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. wow So I love Ricky Morton. I love the road warriors always did always will even when I was older, but I can remember when the baby faces weren't as cool to me and maybe it was when the old nuts dropped or whatever, but, when it turned into me liking what the heels were saying more, from that point on, it's yeah. always, always been Ric Flair. Now, the weird part about that is at that point, Rick had been widely accepted as a babyface, basically, at that point. But you know, to me, consistently from that point on, I, you know, I loved Hogan. I loved Sting. I loved Ultimate War, whatever. I loved the Road Warriors and rock and roll probably more than anybody. I love Macho Man. But honestly, when I look back, I love Macho's heel stuff more. Yeah. Like when he was the king Macho Man with Sherry Martel, I love that stuff. When he was early on in Elizabeth, he was really mean to her. But the one guy that I've rooted for more than anything up to his very last match, God bless him, is the nature boy, Ric Flair. No right. question. So, yeah. anyway, yeah.
2: I I, but, mean, I I rooted for him, and heck, I, I, I wanted to see, you know, obviously on his last match, um, I wanted to see – I knew what to expect,
1: but, you know. You wanted to be surprised.
2: But yeah, but I was rooting for him to not – not die out there and (laughs) and get over. you know what i mean and it it did what it was supposed to do in my opinion i know a lot of people knocked it but you had to be there and the the electricity as they say in the air was was uh one of a kind and i was rooting for him you know right right
1: yeah Yeah, absolutely absolutely well that is it my friend for the old seven wrestlers theory we're going to take us a quick break here we're going to come back with a little bit of that ask wolfie d anything you cool with that brother let's do it all right we'll be right back after these messages
2: let's take a quick time out and get a word from one of my dope-ass sponsors and we'll be right back with more live and in color with wolfie d
1: Support for Live and In Color with Wolfie D is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, the Performance Package. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code WOLFIE at manscaped.com. If my math's correct, that's about 8 million balls.
2: you need the rock star realtor.
1: Benji is a member of Exit Realty's Garden Gate team in Gallatin, Tennessee. All right, we are back and we're going to do some Ask Wolfie D Anything. Uh, DJ, hit the music. All right, we're back with Ask Wolfie D Anything and Wolfie D. We got some good ones tonight. Are you ready? I don't ready? believe you. I don't believe you. I, well, they're interesting. Let's just say okay. that. So, all right. Well, all right. So, our first one is a fun one, and you know, I think this one is more about the things that came around it. So, basically. Alexander Arce on Facebook, he has the question of how was the run in Puerto Rico? So basically he knows the icy hot. Yeah. Yeah. He knows the icy hot deal, but.
2: So yes, um, Dutch brought us down to Puerto Rico. Uh, He called us, it was like in November or something. And for some reason we were, I honestly don't remember if it was, what angle was going on where it was like, okay we need a break and we got the call and it was like, that was cool. Let's, let's go to Puerto Rico. Yeah. We need to do that. Everybody does that blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, So yeah, we just did it, man. And
1: uh, how long was it going to go essentially? Like, well, let me just say this. How was it going up until the point that the icy hot happened, man, it was
2: going great. And And we were getting a good spot and we had a good spot and probably could have stayed as long as we wanted to, or come back, you know, but I mean shit happens, man. and uh <laughs> it's just funny that uh, I mean, it's kind of funny, I think, in a way, I don't know if anybody understands that. Babe. but what I'm saying is, dude, I loved fucking Puerto Rico. It was so fun. Yeah. Puerto Rico was awesome man. And yeah. that day I made a decision as a uh, a young, young man, a young kid that uh, was kind of scared. You know, I got told the stories before I went there. Oh, Puerto Rico, they did this to the Batten Brothers. Fuck, Brody got stabbed. And it wasn't that many years after where we went there. You know what I mean? So it was still like, ooh, this is kind of weird. So I don't know what to do. And it might have, you know, altered my judgment or whatever. I was a kid. I was scared.
1: Sure. And again, you were a kid, so you're full of testosterone. You're also... You're you're maybe not. I mean, we all know you don't make the best decision really before 25. You know what I mean? (laughs) Or even after 25 in certain cases, for me at least. But, you know, when it comes down to it, though, the more important part about the question was, I mean, you were going to the beach. I'm sure you got to go to the beach, be in the sun, experienced some of the the fun of Puerto Rico. And I think, you know, Alexander probably. I almost
2: drowned, too. That's another story. I almost drowned there, man. Uh, Let's hear it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) you know how you do the uh the body surfing thing you know you get kind of waist deep maybe a little further and then the the, you know the waves are coming in you jump on them and swim with them and boom man i me and the uh the ex uh my oldest daughter's mom we were both out there trying to do that and man i got slammed on the ground like rolled up thought i was and i'm a good swimmer i've been yeah. a swimmer since i was like three right and uh it slammed slamming on the ground pulled my pants off came up naked gasping for breath for <laughs> breath <laughs> it, it was funny man and that just made me respect the ocean and the thing is uh you know this weekend we were in uh, myrtle beach and the um the the red flags were up and i know everybody's seen it on the news where it's it's, it's rough down there right now. And uh, so I had my son with me and, you know, obviously Michelle's uh, son, which is, they're all our sons, man. Right. And, uh, I just kept telling him, I said, don't go out too far. I respect this water too much, man. When I was a kid or when I was, you know, teenage and then 20s, now nah, I'm going up to my kneecaps these days. Yeah, yeah, ditto, <laughs> you, ditto. Can get, you can get me.
1: Yeah, and that undertow is brutal sometimes, man. Oh, yeah, you know? man. yeah.
2: Dude, it, it flipped me upside down. I'm not even lying, man. I, I rode that thing in and then just hit me on the ground and like slammed my head into the ground. And then it pulled me out and I was still flipping. And I was, I, it, it makes your direction, you don't know where you are, right? It's way up, yeah, you know,
1: yeah hell i could be in florida right now (laughs) who knows you know so (laughs) so you said you had your girl down there with you did you were you able to bring people in and stay with you or did you did you all come down at the same time and dip at the same time i don't know
2: she just came down there man and then we went out in the ocean that yeah it just happened at the same
1: time okay gotcha okay that's cool yeah i guess how long were you down there total
2: i'm really not sure uh let's see uh talked to my friend dave and we talked about that for quite a while that was december and we sang that song probably shit uh two months most and i think okay. jamie stayed after gotcha yeah because my shit hit the fan and i was like i gotta Please. go
1: Peace. <laughs> Ain't yeah. nobody brody and me in this. <laughs> nope. nope. Well, anyway, thanks, Alexander, for the question. I always like talking about Puerto Rico, man. I don't know. You know, one of the stories that most. I would have
2: loved to have stayed there uh, so much longer. Like I said, sure. I would love loved sure. to stay stayed there. It was just a safety situation for me. Of course.
1: You never know, man. You never know.
2: If you do a dramatic situation like filmography or whatever the fuck you would call that of that night, when we look out and there's around this arena, you got these dudes in helmets and fucking shields and tactical boots and they're on all three three i guess the four side was the dressing rooms or whatever so three sides and you've got all these dudes with these helmets shields combat boots boom you know what i mean oh dude Look, hey I looked, out, I looked out the dressing room i was like what the fuck and that's when i came back in and jamie was like i'm not going and you know <laughs> sitting, on, sitting on top of the toilet with his feet tucked in you know like you know nobody's gonna uh, michael myers you know he he missed that one back in the yeah 80s and so did jason but i'm not <laughs> sure that these puerto rican guys would have missed that in the 90s <laughs> that's funny, seriously yeah <laughs> i'm not going yeah. i'm not going and there were some <laughs> some windows right above us and i thought he was gonna climb out but,
1: yeah the ones oh, that roll saw, out yeah
2: before i'm not i don't know if i need to finish telling it all but wow <laughs>
1: No, I, I think the point was was he was talking about the run down there. So yeah. one of the things I think is hey, hey, dark side of the ring, give us a holler, you know. <laughs> oh man, give us yeah. a holler. Anyway, yeah, we could we could we could fill an episode for stuff just about Wolfie. Right. I mean, come on. Anyway. All right. Well, that's a great question, Alexander. Thank you for that one, brother. I definitely appreciate it. So our next one is from a guy named Cook. So, Wolfie, I've recently been putting a lot of our topic based episodes on there. You know, of huh? course we've got our top 10 episodes and all that good stuff. Of course, yeah. we've got the top 10 punchers. Of course, you you and I unanimously voted Jerry Lawler as the number one puncher of all time. He's asking a question here. He says, "What's your take on Billy Travis's punches?" Mm-hmm. We always thought he had a good one. What, what yeah. do you think?
2: Well, that's the key word right there, good one. Uh, and and when we were talking about the punchers and stuff, and one of my reasons for putting Lawler up there is because he can throw everything—straights, uh, rights, uppercuts, whatever—and left lefts and rights and and all that and uh billy had one punch and it looked good but there yeah. was also every time he threw it pretty much the smack to the shoulder and it just i mean billy had a great punch i've took it i've worked billy a million times he's a hell of a worker he was a hell of a friend to me and uh so it has nothing to do with that it's just you know i mean he had one good looking punch i'll give him that but as far as making it to my top 10 um my reasonings are, are different because it, 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 we talked about it on that episode of you know some yeah. people one punch they throw good and that's fine. If you can throw one good, it just kind of let you know, hey, that, that they know that, that this is my punch and it's going to look like shit if I do it another way. So,
1: yeah, yeah, but, no doubt. Billy's look good, you know. I mean, what, what, who would you compare it to as far as a punch goes? Like, punch just about like Jeff. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense.
2: Uh, and that it obviously makes sense too because I mean they were you know a tag team and ready they're right. like that and you know yeah. So, take down to a mm-hmm. general Lepage.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you, Cook, for that question. We definitely appreciate you being active on the YouTube. We're definitely still trying to build that at Live Wolfie D, so keep subscribing, keep following. Yeah. So on our, our next question we've got here is from John Mark Saw. And this is an example of growth in social media. This guy's a recent follower of ours at Sawjohn on Twitter. Last time he said, Who was the most careless wrestler you've ever worked? Well, this time he's asking the opposite question is who was your safest opponent that you loved? loved working
2: um a lot of the older guys the first person to pass on my head is going to be ricky morton uh ricky will take care of you and ricky wants you to take care of him but that's the same with a lot of the older guys man they they know how to uh you know prolong their careers look at ricky you know yeah (laughs) if if you're going to be careless you know nobody wants to to be hurt and not be able to work so you know these cats these days i feel like they don't care you know, and there's a, you see a lot more injuries now than Yeah, you have in the wrestling business, you know. Um, right. But yeah, right. man, the personal posture in my head Ricky Hell's worker, and yeah, he wanted to go out there and make it look good, but also everybody come back with uh, as, as little bumps and bruises as possible.
1: Yeah, I've got, I mean, you you got guys like Doug, Jerry. I mean, yeah. you got them all, man. Probably yeah. Bill. I mean, yeah. you got all these guys. And Jamie, of course, I'm sure Jamie's safe. You probably haven't worked Jamie in a long time, but <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> with him, yeah, and yeah. And but I do one thing I do remember about the time that I managed against Ricky Morton. He said all right, y'all just don't hurt me. (laughs) And that's just, you know, but he's not going to hurt you as well. So that's the, yeah. So, okay. This is kind of an alternate question that Jimmy across the street is adding in there. So was there ever anyone that was like too safe, almost too like timid? Do you, you know what I
2: mean? Uh, Timid meaning they were afraid to take bumps. I've seen that. And, and in that question, I really don't have a name for you because if there was any they probably didn't last very long and, sure. and also if they're they're afraid to hit you you know they're, they're so light that i'm not gonna sell it if i can't feel it and i'm gonna cut you off and probably lay it in to give you a demonstration of what i'm <laughs> 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 you know, I yeah, yeah 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 and, uh, yeah, if they were like that, they probably didn't make it very far. But to say that I have I have worked people where you could tell they were afraid of bumps and, and shit like that, uh, I tried to do. I can't remember who it was, but tried to do, uh, you know, where I set them up on the turnbuckle and climb up behind them and do the bulldog. The, the bulldog. Top. And the son of a bitch, I can't remember who it was, man, but the son of a bitch held on to the top rope and tried to take a bump while his hands were still on the top rope.
1: Oh, my God.
2: Yeah, it made my move look terrible. That was a finish of the match, and I was kind of pissed about that. But that's being fucking timid. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, you would kind of do the bulldog. You would sometimes do that spinning Power bomb, neck yeah. break, whatever. Anyway, yeah, sometimes. But that bulldog is super pretty, man. I, I, the bulldog, I don't know. I think I said it in the favorite moves, but that bulldog's always one of my favorite moves, man. I, <laughs> I just love the good look of a bulldog, and again, that's possibly reason John Cena ripped you off, but... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway, but yeah, man, I think that answers that, you know, essentially the safer opponents are the older guys, and that's, that's a pretty much no-brainer right there so all right brother well i tell you what man that is all i got for today on the ask wolfie anything you know we're coming up on 100 wolfie d
2: coming up we hope to have something good for it and also next week we we if all the stars align correctly uh we're going to have another uh, really good one next week that actually kind of fell through on us and dr tom came through and uh filled in for uh these, these guests that we hope to have uh, next week. So we'll sure. keep posted. You'd be looking for the coming soon and all that good stuff. But again, we appreciate you listening. Send us in your list of the seven wrestler theory that actually has no theory behind it. <laughs> and i uh, like to see what
1: y'all say. Yeah. <laughs> what you we think. would. Uh, yes. We would love to th- hear your seven wrestlers on the never ending theory. Of there no being no theory so yes anyway well thanks wolfie d i appreciate you brother
2: yeah we appreciate y'all listening and can tune in next week we'll have some more live and in color wolfie d we're saying goodbye me and
1: jimmy Scree. and now a word from our sponsor
3: Brian Turner's VHS Rehab, Booyah! Hey everyone, this is Shane from Insane Shane's World. I release wrestling figures of enhancement talent, mid-card wrestlers, and wrestlers that you never thought would have a figure available. So if you are interested in adding a really cool and rare figure to your collection, then don't hesitate to contact me at shamtheman73 at gmail.com. That's sham man 73 at gmail.com. You can also join my Facebook group. Just search Insane Change World.
2: it's Decibel Geek. Wherever you find your
0: podcasts, you'll find us there. If you love rock and roll, I can almost guarantee you're gonna love my show.
3: This is the big picture, Michael Jablonski. Don't forget to tune in every week to Jablonski's Pissed Off on the Mike Jablonski's Pissed Off YouTube channel. The fuck
2: in this sport, he's gonna tell you all about it. He doesn't care what you. You're gonna hear all about it Mike Jablonski He's so pissed off Mike Jablonski He's so pissed off Mike Jablonski He's so pissed off He's so pissed off, he pissed off.
0: So that was another great episode. Hey, Wolfie, tell them where they can find you on social media. Jimmy, they can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. I'm just kidding. Uh, they can find me on Facebook. Uh, my personal page is Warren Wolf, W-O-L-F-E. I'm on Instagram, at WarrenWolf13. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, at Live Wolfie D. Here's the thing. Wolfie always has offers for his autographed photos. He has a selection of some awesome photos from throughout his career that he will autograph and personalize any way that you want him to. Just contact him either directly at his personal Facebook page or through any one of our other pages, and we'll make sure you get in contact directly with Wolfie. Get those photos, right? Wolfie. Yeah, I've got some good stuff on there, you know, to help with the podcast. Folks, if you can't get out to a show to meet Wolfie D, there's nothing like that, especially for the fans of PG thirteen and Wolfie D. And before we go, you can always find me, your host, Jimmy Street, at James Rock Street on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And hey Jimmy, before we go, real quick, I just want to add in there, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate First of all, the work you've done for this podcast, you have worked your butt off. Secondly, the people that are liking the page, beyond that, even more, is the people that are listening, and we really appreciate that. Yeah, and remember, guys, the podcast drops a new episode every Monday at noon, and our past episodes are streaming now on demand on all major podcast formats. Thanks again. I got a cat for you, don't. He got a cat for you,
3: don't.
0: I got a cat for you, don't. you, you, don't.
3: And here we go. The original white boy that came out sagging, not bragging. Don't be because 'cause I'm spitting the truth. Still loving in color. Don't rush your mother. Utilize a hubcap. i like any other. Back in the day. I was N-O-D, and I was P to the G, plus the one and the three, in case you forgot, they call me Wolfie D, been cloned and copied so many times, Titus of is taking credit for what is mine, you know who you are, without me name dropping, wrestling's first white boy coming out hip hop, been doing it like this since 92, late alone for a while and you thought I was through. Listen real close to these rhymes that I've This shit's so sick, it makes your ears get infected Mad skills, no faking, that. there's no one great Cause I'm bringing more folks and over on i Not here to play games, so you better be wearing. You don't like me, so what? I really don't care All the time I keep ticking and I can't restart You set me a step to the side unless you want to get dropped With my finish, I'll straight knock you out Please allow me to tell you what it's all about Gonna wind it up I'm driving it home UBD, baby huh. i got a cap for don't got a cap for you do for,
1: we got a cap for this has been a james rock street production